you're a wizard, Harry. dimensional fractal of consciousness currently expressing as a human being in the most authentic way that we can imagine. Always remember, take only what resonates and leave the rest. Welcome to Mental Magic. Everything that I do, every podcast I record, every post I put on social media, every time I open my mouth, write something down, bring something into form, bring something out of my inner self, I'm doing it from the perspective of knowing, viscerally remembering that one day I will no longer be here. The month of September is National Suicide Awareness Month, and it is always during this month that I am reminded of my own visceral experiences with attempts as well as ideation, as well as the loss of one of my dearest childhood friends on September 10th, 2019, which turned out to be the National Suicide Awareness Day. And everything that I have done since that day has been in dedication to everyone who has lost their battle with existing and has decided to end their life. And every single version of myself that has ever desired to not exist as a human being. The rest of my entire life in this plane, in this reality, as a human, is and will always be dedicated to bringing more light, more compassion, more grace, and to holding more space for everyone who struggles with mental divergence, mental illness, anxiety, depression, physical or mental ailments, anyone who has ever felt isolated within themselves, anyone who has ever felt trapped inside of their world, anyone who feels caged in, the rest of my life has been dedicated to you. And hopefully something I say will remind you that you're not alone. Whether I know you or not, whether we cross paths in this incarnation or not, know that I have been in the pits with you. Know that my heart is with all of us who are marred in darkness and fear, living in internal hellscapes full of violence and agony and suffering. Trust that your life is not in vain. And the longer that I live, the longer that I continue to put one foot in front of the fucking other and every single day that I decide to still stay anchored alive on earth, I have decided to do it with a little bit more integrity and authenticity. So this episode I'm finally going to come out in a way that I probably should have done from the beginning, but here we are and this is the journey that I'm on. So welcome to my coming out series. Know that you are never required to stay, but before you go, please always remember that my hope for you is that you keep going because the world needs you in all that you have to offer. Happy listening. Hey loves, well, here it is. It is the episode that I have been dreading, but also I am like really excited, nervous to record this because this is my official coming out of the woo closet, if you will. I feel like if you are part of the metaphysical awakening community at all, it's pretty obvious that I resonate with a lot of that content, but 
I feel as though I've been straddling a couple of worlds in my last few solo episodes and with some of the content that I have planned and some of the guests that I have scheduled or who I've already recorded with, it's reminded me that there are aspects of myself that I need to come right out and proclaim and share as part of who I am. Otherwise, future work that I do is not going to make any fucking sense if you're not clear on the perspective, the lens that I'm coming from. So I've already made it very clear that I have a Christian lens and that I have the trauma-informed lens inside of me. I've also made it abundantly clear that I have the lens of different mental illnesses or mental divergences. And in this episode, I am going to share with you some of the ways that I have a metaphysical lens from the perspective of being an active channel, being a shapeshifter, and being a shadow worker. So before I get into all of that, I just want to make one thing very clear about my metaphysical lens and the way in which I see the world and my internal reality specifically from a metaphysical standpoint. From this perspective, the audience of my podcast, the audience in my life, my family, my friends, Anyone that I can perceive is a reflection of me. I believe that we are all reflections of one another and we are all reflecting ourselves back to ourselves in the reflection of other people. Now, from that lens, I know that anytime that I am speaking, I am the audience that I am speaking to. I am the audience that I am catering to especially in things like my podcast or my social media, I am always speaking as my current now self, my former self, or a future version of me to my past self, my current self, or a future version of myself. I am only ever and always speaking myself into existence, speaking to myself, speaking as myself, speaking for myself. We have the ability as conscious human beings to co-create our external reality as we continue to be the creators of our internal selves. It is the internal world that I believe that we have autonomy, sovereignty, and command over when we decide that we want to craft who we are from inside of ourselves. So with all of that said, I have found that at this particular point in my life, people generally find that the way that I'm existing in the world to be either really challenging to understand or difficult to relate to. And I completely understand that. Like the 22-year-old version of me has a very hard time understanding how I have become who I have become 11 years later. So it's understandable to me when people outside of me can't put the pieces together and figure out how I became who I am. But then (laughs) there are this whole other group of people in my life currently who seem to find my presence entertaining in some way or interesting or it I like invoke some kind of curiosity in them to some of them I'm just weird and they love weird or I'm delightfully strange and I just you know at this point if I enjoy being in the company of someone those are the people that I spend my time with, give my energy to when I have the space to do that. But I also know that, especially right now in my life, after going through so many changes recently and 
feeling like I still haven't settled within a version of myself that I want to play as, like I'm not sure who I want to be going forward. And so more than ever, I'm having to lean into my identity as a paradox. I have been intentionally reinforcing my paradoxical energy from such a young age. I have always existed as someone who you can't quite understand how I fit or how I belong, but I somehow seem to make it work. But it was also at an early age, being the one who was like, if you... (laughs) Like if you lined me up against a group of my classmates or my friends, I would be the one that that was obviously the one who didn't fit. But because being different, physically different, theologically different, spiritually different, someone who thought in a different way and saw the world in a different way because I was living in multiple realities as a kid... I realized that the world that I was born into was a world that hadn't yet learned how to see itself clearly. I felt at times that I was born into a blind society and that the society that I was living in had completely lost the plot line, had lost their connection to who they believed themselves to be. I was born into a world that was so concerned with the survival programming. We're just here to survive our lives. We're here to amass as much power and control and status and wealth as we possibly can for as long as we can and to make sure that our children and our children's children are set up with this wealth for eternity. Like It was just such a sticky world. And I felt as though if we weren't all so concerned concerned with our survival, if we weren't so overly concerned with how other people perceived us, if we weren't so concerned on amassing more and more and more and consuming the world and and giving our feedback, our judgments to create our silos and echo chambers I felt like we were all living through an age, through a time that was so heavy, that was bursting at the seams, full of nostalgia and privilege and tradition. And it was this weird thing where the quote-unquote adults in my childhood were constantly telling us about the good times of the 80s, of the 70s and the 60s and 50s and and on and on, and how our society was crumbling because kids today, yada, yada, yada. We received so much programming around what was wrong with us, and we received so much programming around how dangerous the world was, stranger danger, and all of that shit, while we were also completely swimming in the privilege of being alive at this time in the slice of the world that we lived in, while also trying to maintain our connection to some kind of tradition, whether it be the tradition of your family or of your religion or of the collective culture that you were living within. Like the initial set of programming that I received, whether it was from school, from my family, from my friends, from the media, I was taught that there were specific rules about how to human, how to be presentable, how to function, what it meant to be a successful human. 
And because back then I was so focused on doing a good job, being perfect, being the star pupil, being the best employee, because I wanted people around me to be proud of me, And because I wanted to remain safe inside of my own world, because I didn't want to get in trouble, because I didn't want people to be disappointed in me or mad at me, I knew that I needed to follow these specific rules so that I could maintain my privilege, maintain my status in my reality. So I made it my mission to be the best so that I would be considered successful. I needed to learn what is the highest that I could conceivably climb up the chain of humanity on the ladder of achievement. And how could I do that while still staying alive? for as long as humanly possible. That was my whole goal. I just wanted to learn what it would take for me to be able to survive, to be able to stay alive, and to do it without being rejected, without being abandoned, without getting in trouble, and also maintaining some kind of comfort in my reality. The beginning of my life was marked by me being, practicing, believing at my core that I was a good person. And as soon as those cracks started to show themselves from inside out, and that happened around the age of 10 or 11 when I started to realize like, oh fuck, I think there's something wrong with me. When I began to realize the hypocrisy, the paradox, the ways that I wasn't living up to the dream of who I thought I was, when I started to see the cracks in my external world as well, like I could see how people would say that they believed one way, but actually through their words, through their behavior, through their actions, I could see that they actually believed something that was completely contradictory to what they said they believed. And when I began to speak up about that, especially as a kid, when you start asking questions about things that don't really make sense, or when you're telling the adults or the authorities in your life that they're not making sense, that's usually when the words like crazy and insane and wake up, come back to earth, you're not living in this reality, like what reality are you living in? Like that is when the gaslighting starts to begin (laughs) from every angle of your matrix. When you start questioning the foundational beliefs of, of the worldview that is keeping you safe, keeping you contained, that is raising you. So one of the big rules when I was a child was don't question the tradition, don't question our foundation, do as you're told and everything will be fine. So I took the rules. I understood that not following the rules, there were consequences that I did not want to endure. So I basically took the pamphlet that said, this is who you should become. I took all the diagnostic tests. I met all the people that people told me I should meet. And I became the person who people wanted me to be. They said, this is who you are. This is who you have the potential to be. This is how you human. We know you. So let us guide you. Let us teach you. Let us show you the way that we want you to human. I took it. I took it all, I believed it, I applied myself, and I became who they wanted me to be for a few years, (laughs) for a few years. And then I promptly burned those set of rules. And in burning the rules, you tend to piss people off. You tend to get yourself cut off, cut out, ostracized, and rejected. But in all of that, I have learned a few things about what it means to be a human who exists as a conscious paradox. 
So in this episode, I feel like this is the closest I can get to putting words, putting language, to sharing what I've discovered it means to be human after living as a human being for, what, 33-ish years now. So this journey as a human, and just for clarity's sake, I tried to be clear in the beginning, but, but I'm obviously speaking from the seat of the observer when I am talking about my experience as a human. So on this journey as the human that I am, at this particular time, I feel like it's been such an incredible experience. Like my life up to this point has been incredibly weird, (laughs) incredibly strange, incredibly interesting. And for that, I have all the gratitude in the world. The story that I've got to live into, the characters that are in my story, that have been in my story, that, you know, are coming at some point, whether it was a story of great hardship and overcoming that hardship to become some new kind of person who could withstand trauma and drama and suffering all of the things that make a life really spicy and dramatic and sticky and like the kind of life that builds grit and resilience, I got to watch myself disintegrate from the inside out. I got to watch myself destroy the life that I had created multiple times over. I watched as I built myself up, created a character that could exist in the 3D world on the external plane And then I watched as I dismantled each of those identities. I watched as I rebuilt myself as a Christian, and then I watched as I dismantled that identity. I built myself up as this cool, chill party chick, and I watched myself dismantle that identity. And I've done it with at least half a dozen core identities at this point you know, building myself up as some kind of super professional and then dismantle that identity. It's incredible to me that in all of the times that I have been building up a new identity, I have focused so intently on what my external world wants from me and I build my identity based on how I believe the external world is going to receive the version of me that I am building. And I realized recently that in building up my character, building up who I am with the focus of pleasing the external world, I had taught myself how to give my power away over and over and over. I learned how to give my allegiance, my loyalty, my authority to people outside of me and to systems outside of me. From a very young child, I was taught how to to ascribe, to trust other people with having authority over me and to trust their judgment, their decisions, their vision and version of reality that they were living in. I was convinced that somebody out there, somebody outside of me knew better than me. And I knew that someone out there had to know more than me and they had to know a better way to be human than me. And sure, I found thousands of different options. So many beautiful philosophers and authors and writers and poets and musicians and comedians and family members and friends and co-workers and lovers and random strangers 
have given me their input, their feedback, their opinions of who they believe I am and who they believe I should be or who I have the potential to become. I have read all of the slips of paper in the suggestion box. I've received a thousand and one answers. And at this point in my life, I've decided that I'm going to be whoever I want to (laughs) be. I'm going to turn into, I'm going to become, I'm going to grow into the version of me that I want to be because I've done it for you for many years and now it's really time for me to live my life for myself because I am and I likely forever will be a seeker. I seek to know truth and truths. I want to know about humanity. I want to know what you believe and how you believe and why you believe what you believe because I am so fascinated by how to human. Like that is the main question that I've been asking myself. I remember there was a time when I was a little kid and I was listening to my parents talk with their friends. And I think I've said this on the podcast already, but I but as I was listening, I wasn't listening necessarily to what they were saying, but I was listening to how they were communicating with each other so that I could learn how what is an appropriate way to communicate with other humans. I was learning how to human from the people around me, from the people who I was observing. So in all of my investigating, my studying, my watching, my researching, and in my engagement with humans and humanity, because I've been trying for such a long time to fucking human in a way that was like good and palatable and acceptable while also getting to know different aspects of myself and seeing different aspects of reality and and seeing through the curtain of the ways that so many of us were masking in our lives, how we were showing up with our friends is not how we would show up at work and it's not how we would show up with our family or with our kids or when it was just us as a couple. Like I, I saw from an early age that humans played characters and sometimes the values of one character that a person played were not carried through to all of the characters. It wasn't communicated to all of the characters that that was a value that that system, that that human was operating under. So I began to play as a paradoxical being because that is how I learned how to human. That is how I learned how to play this game. So now that I have been on this journey of returning to my internal world and rediscovering aspects, corners, and essences inside of me that have completely different beliefs and ideologies and ways of thinking. And all of it is so contradictory, yet it works together in some weird chicken soup reality inside of me. All of the ways that I don't make sense inside of myself, I am seeing that it is also reflected back at me from my external world, from the external world that I was raised in, as well as this batshit external world that we're currently living in. Like, clearly humanity doesn't, none of us know what we're doing. We're all making it up as we go. And I think it's time that we can learn a different way to interrelate 
inside of ourselves as well as with one another on the external plane. But the external plane is not my expertise. My expertise is our inner world. And so with all of the most fascinatingly salacious stories that we are getting the opportunity to live into and play into at this time, we really, in my observer worldview, from my perspective, we really get to decide from inside of ourselves what reality we actually want to live in. We have this ability to believe whatever the fuck we want to believe. Like you can literally believe in anything. You can believe in God. You can believe in various religions. You can believe in aliens and fairies and metaphysical disembodied archangels and guides and demons and all of the things. You can believe literally whatever you want. No one can police your internal system but you. So you are the one that can have command over your internal world when you wake up to the programming that is operating your internal system. And in changing your internal beliefs, your external reality will I promise you, it will reconfigure itself to support your new beliefs as long as you are willing and able to let go of the former external world that you were once living in. As someone who has let go of so many different versions of myself and watched my external worlds melt away so that new ones could come in, I've done it a few times now, and these are called like ego deaths or internal deaths, whatever. I've done it so many times that I promise you, as you let go of the external world that you are currently resonating with, another one is going to come into form. But some external worlds cannot be held at the same time. Sometimes the paradoxes implode on themselves and you end up living in worlds that are highly confused until you can come to a consensus of how you're going to move forward inside of yourself. So as you're changing your inner world, oftentimes the changes that are going to be required in your external world are going to be ways in which you are releasing yourself from things in your outer world that no longer serve you, that are no longer in alignment with the version of you that you are aiming to become. The deeper that you traverse, that you travel, that you journey into the core of yourself, the more expansive that you discover that you actually are, you can see how much more you could be. You can see your own potential. The potential that you can see in others is potential that you you can also see in yourself when you turn your gaze inward with a loving, compassionate light. And as you open up to the vastness of your internal world, the way you see your external world begins to expand as well. The more layers of my consciousness that I have explored, the more that I have found to hate about myself, the more that I have found to love about who I am, it turns out that even in all of my juicy, violent, gorish self-hatred, love remains. Love persists and I still exist as a human being to be perceived even though there are aspects of myself which I still hate that I still am living in active war against I am still alive I am still existing so at this point I believe 
that one of the secrets to being a human being lies somewhere in the realm of learning to love yourself, learning how to accept yourself, and learning to see yourself as a self-loving being. It turns out that Mama Ru has always been right when she says, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell, in the actual literal fucking hell, can you love anyone else? So welcome to my journey of discovering what it means to be human through the lens of what it means for me to love me and for us to love us. This journey has led me from some interesting hell realms into some lesser hells, into some ecstatic, heavenly, blissful states, into communities and relationships and connections and reconnections and births and deaths and all of the ways that I have engaged with my external reality and community. This journey of remembering what it feels like for me to love me has led me to creating this podcast, this art form, this ability to share my story, to share who I believe I am through my perspective, through my perceived inner reality in a way that feels safe for me, but it also is fun. It also feels good. It's also something that is ultimately keeping me anchored on earth and making it exciting, I guess, for me to continue to live here. It's giving me something to do that I actually enjoy doing. So when I say that I'm recording and releasing this podcast as a hobby for fun, I genuinely do it because it, it's keeping me alive. <laughs> so like I swear at some point, we're going to have different words than when I woke up or after my awakening or whatever, whatever. But right now, those are the only words that we have to, you know, identify or explain this event in our human experience. So I figured I would explain what I mean when I say awakening. So awakening for me, in my understanding, is the awakening of any layer of your body or the aspect of consciousness that is connected to that layer of your body. So I'm going to run through what it would look like on a few of the layers that I like to think about and work with and work on within my own self. So when you wake up to your physical body, that is literally just you becoming more conscious of what you put in your body, what you consume, how you move your body, when you move your body, how you take care of your physical body. Waking up to your emotional body is when you start to allow yourself to express your feelings, when you learn how to regulate your nervous system, when you start to learn about, you know, complex PTSD and the impact it has on your body and you start to do energy work to help balance out your nervous system and, and do somatic therapy and doing things like the tapping exercises or havening exercises when you are helping your body regulate its response to your emotional body. So then waking up to your mental body, that is when you begin to work with your thought life, when you begin to understand how your thoughts impact your reality, when you begin to learn that your mentality your perspective creates the manifestations that you experience in your external reality. When you begin to recognize the ways that you are manifesting your life every single day 
based on the decisions and choices that you make in each given split moment. And when you make those decisions in alignment with your energetic signature, and this is where the tool of human design can really be helpful, or numerology to help you work with your personal energy for the day. When you make decisions that are in alignment with your own system, you begin to flow through your external reality with more ease because you're flowing in grace and compassion and you know that you have space to continue to create different worlds for yourself. And then the last layer of your body that I want to talk about is your spiritual layer. So when you have the awakening of your spiritual body, this is when you start to take inventory, take a look at your belief system, how you believe, what you believe, what you're choosing to continue to believe, and the level of conviction and dedication that you extend the amount of energy that you put into your spiritual body, your beliefs, the way that your beliefs create the foundation and the boundaries. It's usually our beliefs that create the matrix that we live in. So when you begin to awaken your spiritual body, to expand your spiritual body and believe in ways that are in alignment with who you believe you are and who you want to be, that is when you begin to see external changes that seem like miracles or that seem like impossibilities, but it really is coming from a place of you learning how to express as and express in a different way of being and a different way of believing. Oh, and then also there is the energetic body. I mean, there's so, there's I don't know how many different layers of your body that there are, you know, different people will say different things, but another layer that I do think about and that I do work with is the energetic body. So that layer is where your consciousness lies. Essentially, it's where you recognize that we're all energy. We are all part of the same energy. We're all one. Therefore, when I say we are just reflections of the one energy, we are just fractalized aspects of one consciousness. So when you wake up to the energetic layer of your body, it's when you are able to connect with not only your internal self, but your external self as an aspect of your internal self and vice versa. There's the saying, if I am God, so are you, so are we. God is all. If God is all, God is all. And before I move on, I do want to mention that any awakening on any layer of your body is considered part of the grand, the mass awakening, collective consciousness awakening that is happening on the planet right now. I mean, we're all waking up to different layers of our body at different times and in different ways. It's not going to look the same for everyone. We all have individual stories. We may all have similar templates for awakening, like, you know, some will say like the twin flame template or the poverty template or the addiction template or the psychedelic template. There's so many ways that you can awaken your consciousness, awaken the consciousness of your body on various layers throughout your life. But it seems that more and more people are awakening right now and it's glitching the matrix like crazy, which is why our world looks the way it looks right now. In my opinion, always my opinion, whenever I'm commenting on the external plane, it's always my opinion. Feel free to disagree with me. It is your opinion that matters because it's your life. You get to live the life you want to live. That's the whole point of this episode and the whole point of me existing as a human being is to tell you that you get to live the life internally that you want to live. That is my whole message. Be you. Because that is all I am trying to learn how to be right now. And it is fucking hard. So I'm assuming that it's also fucking hard for somebody else out there who is trying to discover or rediscover who they are, what their purpose is, how they want a human, and how they want to continue on in the rest of their life without harming themselves, without causing more violence inside of their internal system. 
So I will say this as a final thought on the awakening topic. Awakening is not something that can be evangelized in any true sense or any true form. In its purest form, in a way where the awakening is actually integrated into your body, into your system, it will happen as a natural progression of who you are becoming. It cannot be forced. It cannot be faked. It is what it is, which is why it's one of those things that if you get it, you get it. If I make any kind of sense to you, then you get it. If I make no fucking sense to you, that's also okay. And A, you're not required to listen to this. If you want to, cool, have fun. But if I don't make sense, you know, do you though. But also it's not a big deal. It's just we're just on two different vibes. We're living in two different realities. And that's fucking cool because we're all living in our own realities at this point anyway. It's not about good or bad, asleep or awake, high density or low density, high vibe or low vibe, positive or negative, vampire or victim. You know, it just, none of that shit matters when it comes to the awakening of your individual body and how you are perceiving your reality. Everything I'm saying is from my perspective. It's my opinion. Everything you say is from your perspective. It's your opinion and you are entitled to your opinion. You have the free will, the autonomy, the sovereignty, the absolute right to have whatever opinion you have about anything on the face of this earth, you get to believe whatever the fuck you want to believe. In my opinion, all of this, this entire thing of being a human on earth in 2022, all of this is just an experience of life. All of it is a projection of an internal reality. All of this is what is happening at this point in our collective history. What is happening is happening. And we get to decide who we become from this point forward. When we decide to be the change, oh my God, it's so cheesy and so cliche, but when we decide to be the change that we want to see in the world and to embody nonviolence and to embody compassion and grace and self-love without shoving it down people's throats, without trying to force people to believe what you believe, without hoarding and holding and abusing power over people. Awakening is something that you have to allow Or something that just happened and then you begin to see the world in a different way. You see through the torn veil. You see through the cracked mirror. You see the illusion of the 3D reality. And once you see, you cannot unsee. So in your external world, you may not have that much external power, autonomy, sovereignty, authority. You may not be able to control or command your external world. But when you awaken, when you become a conscious human being, once you are conscious of the fact that you are a living, breathing, thinking being, that is the moment When you have the potential, the ability to become an autonomous, sovereign, sentient, individuated being within yourself. And in your sentience, you have the ability to travel down many different roads, whichever road you desire. You get to play out whatever character you want to play out. 
whatever seems the most interesting or fun or curious for you. When you are conscious that you are creating, you are reinforcing, you are building the internal reality that you are living inside of, you have many options. Your world opens up and you recognize that you have options of externally autonomizing by choosing the job you want, choosing the people you want to spend your time with, choosing your partner, choosing where you want to live, choosing the environment, the community, the city, the state, the home, the apartment, the situation, the slice of the world that you want to live in. You get to make all of these decisions for you as an autonomous human being. You also have the option to make some internal autonomous decisions as well by believing whatever the fuck you want to believe. When you recognize that internally you are not required to believe anything that anybody outside of you has told you to believe, regardless of what it pertains to, everyone outside of you, whether it's a book, whether it's a family member, whether it's a media or society, whatever, they're giving you options of what you can believe. You can choose to believe whatever you want. You are free to choose your own truth, your own truths. You can set yourself free inside of your internal world because you are the only one who can police inside of you. When we talk about defunding the police, I think we first need to start with defunding. Stop giving your energy and attention to your internal police, your internal critic, your internal narcissist. And so in the next episode, I want to go even deeper into what it means to wake up to the authority that you have in your internal world. So thank you as always for listening. You can follow us and continue this conversation if you want to on Instagram at Mental Magic Podcast. There's a period in between each word and keep journeying on. I love you. Bye.